Welcome to the Restoration Church podcast, Behind the Sermon, where we get to sit in on a conversation between our pastors and hear about what they're learning, what they're teaching, and what God is doing throughout our church. Enjoy the podcast. Good morning, gentlemen. How's it going? Great. How are you good, doing? Good, sir. I'm doing good. Glad to be here together. Pastor Steven, how are yes, you? Sir. How are you? Good. It's a uh, sun is shining, I guess. So no more storms and rain and... Listen, you know what? One thing we're getting, we're getting older. We default to the weather now. Just realized that in our conversations. Mm. Uh, I think this is Pastor Stephen. It's, it's, his, op- it's his opener. <laughs> it's my opener. <laughs> that is so true though. Yeah, like I just, I always do that. <laughs> that's fine. I, I can never, I hate when people's openers are sports. I can't keep up. They find out real fast. I have no idea what they're doing. It's fine. We can talk about the weather. The weather no, has I'll been keep crazy. Keep that in mind. But um, it's just I mean, there was thing. a huge windstorm. Yeah. Uh, and and schools are closed up north for uh, lack of roads. They've all been yeah. washed away. Really? Yeah. My yeah. Everything was shut down today. yesterday. Man. I didn't know that. I knew, I know one school. Oh, I brought you a faulty mic stand. His mic's dropping. His posture is going to be rough by the end of this. Uh, yeah, I know some schools are canceled just because they have no power. Yeah. But uh, I didn't know it was that bad. It was wild. I brought, yeah. I still brought Eloise to church during the windstorm. I was dodging branches. I'm like, is this worth it? Like, <laughs> should I be driving right now? Oh it's a rough time. The uh, I yeah, I woke up in the morning. And I look out, and the cow house is tipped over, like this little th- <laughs> oh, three-sided geez. lean-to. My it poor heifer. Yeah, they were standing in the rain. The cows were. Not that they've. I mean, once I fixed it, they still stayed in the rain. <laughs> right. <laughs> they, they didn't actually <laughs> change their approach at all. But oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? Yeah, I think. I think the schools are still shut down here. Uh, Walmart, Shaw's, and all that were closed uh, last night. I was fine with the closures until Pastor Nate and I tried to get coffee today, and they were shut down. Now I've had enough. Now I'm angry. I had to go to Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> had my high hopes for a local coffee shop. They should buy a generator. But uh, yeah, other than the weather... How you guys doing? How are, how are you, Pastor Stephen? How was how was church for you in Bethlehem? Church was good. Uh, we had forty two people. A uh, lot of new guests coming in. Awesome. So that was good to have conversation. I had a conversation with a gentleman this morning, and he's bringing another four people for Christmas Eve service. Terrific. That's awesome. Yeah, your your signups are. Are yeah. even higher than that right now for for Christmas attendance, which is really awesome. Yes, sir. Yeah, so I'm pumped. If we have a location named Bethlehem, it better have good attendance at Christmas. <laughs> People better step up. Yeah, With a location cool. like Bethlehem, I figured there'd be more wise men there. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. oh, oh my god! My god! <laughs> <laughs> That was a good one. Christmas now. I'll show you. <laughs> that was a good one. 
Oh, yeah, boy. yeah. It's I'm I'm very excited about it. I love the songs. We did rehearsal for our Dover location, which we only had one, which for us that's not a lot. Um, half the band didn't know we had rehearsal when we had rehearsal, oh, wow. but they still did pretty good. Um, but the songs are really fun. I think the band sounds really good. It's just it's a it's a good sing along year. Yeah, I think yeah, that's it's a it's a good sing along year. Um, so I'm I'm really really excited for this year's Christmas. We're we're nearing we're nearing 500 registrations. Yeah, yeah, and cool. um, which is great. Have we we been paying attention for the Dover services that any of them have been full? Uh, they, last I checked, they were going up pretty. Pretty evenly. evenly. All right, good. Yeah, it's been nice. They kind of naturally are are filling up. Um, yeah, but I haven't checked it. Sometimes, this week. if you've gone to the church, I think people who've gone to the church for a long time. Sometimes they're like, "Why don't I register to go to my church?" Yeah. But uh, you know, e- Easter is packed. I mean, excuse me, Christmas is packed more than Easter. Yeah. And well, and we because we combine too. Like yeah, we have, the kids, we have the kids in, and so we've got to make sure we have enough seats. Yeah, right. you guys are running one sixty four for eleven a.m. service and one hundred and six for nine a.m. service. Perfect, looking good. Cool, man. I really thought people are just listening to a staff meeting right now. I really thought the early one was going to fill quicker. Like I'm surprised the later one, more people are going to. Is that what he, he, he said? Those in reverse order. I just listened to the numbers. I thought they were. I think uh, I said it in reverse. You said it in gotcha. reverse order. Yeah. That. Yeah. Anyway, it's going. But yeah, be fun. excited. The the funny thing, no, not a lot of people were signing up, right? And yes. when I finally said, "Listen, if it's between you and you attend every week, and someone new walks in and we're full, I'm asking you to leave." <laughs> and all the signups are like, "You have 40 people just signed up." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Wow. Okay, that worked." <laughs> Yeah, we good. did one year when the Dover Auditorium was smaller. We had to open a third service. I forget what year that was. Maybe 2000. Yeah. 2017, 2016. It was one of those years, or 2018. I forget. There was a year that signups, both two services got full. So we opened the third one. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was the same year we ended up having an ice storm. Yeah. <laughs> so the third service ended up being like 35 people. I think it was like us and the volunteers <laughs> that were serving the other two. Well, yeah, there, there were, there, there were, were still some guests. people. Yeah, there's still guests. But um, yeah, Come that was on. like, we were just the Dover location alone that year. I feel like would have been, it was going to be over 600 people yeah. just for that one location that one year. It was oh, wow. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Here we are. That was fun. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. So yeah, I got to uh, I got to hang out in Plymouth. That was my Sunday. Uh, I got to hang out at the Plymouth location on Sunday, which is always fun. Um, the band did a did a great job. Uh, I always one of the things I I like because being here at the Dover location, I um I don't see the the broadcast version as often. Right. And this mm. week. I got, my brain got tricked. I forgot you weren't there when we were near the end of the service and we kind of had that minute of, of prayer and reflection. 
you asked us all to close our eyes and I forgot you weren't on stage. When I opened my eyes back, I was like, oh yeah, I'm in Plymouth <laughs> right now. And it, so it got me and it just, it was one of those things. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is cool. Like you're here, but you're not, and you're ministering to us, but, but through technology, it was just, I don't see it as much. Right. So I like when I get to experience it and notice its effectiveness. It's yeah. Cool. I remember the very first, cause it's been seven years now since Plymouth merged. Is that right? Wow. No. Nah. Six years. Six. Six years. Still cool. Um, and I remember we didn't know if video was going to work. And when we, before we launched, we met in the, in a classroom and we preached a set, a separate series of messages that we played on the TV. Yep. And I think it was week five, people were crying. Yeah. And I remember Chris Pike texted me and was like, I think, I think it's going to work. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> something works. along those lines. And that was oh, a wow. real comment that God's ability, God's ability to move. Yeah. One of, Why would we think God would be limited by that? I don't know. Yeah, but, we do though. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people believe that. I remember one of my favorite conversations that I was in was uh, we were talking to someone who they were, I think they were a pastor at another church and, and they worked through and maybe this, we're getting into something we don't need to, <laughs> but it was an interesting conversation that uh, they just brought up like, no, I have real problems with video teaching. And I, and they never told me what the scriptures were, but they even claim to have scripture to back up video teaching. Cause Paul wrote about that a lot. Um, but, uh, I remember talking through, um, with them and Rob Burgess, who is our next steps. He is just, I love, he, he speaks calmly, slowly, but so intelligently. He was like, I don't know. I feel like if Paul had access to video venues when he was in prison, I think he would have used them more than the letters. And I think the church has functioned solely off of his letters quite a bit. That feels like the same thing. And it was just like, you're so right. Like mm -hmm. you're so right. It's just a communication method. And so if you let your, if you let your guard down and really let the word of God work, it really is. It's still so impactful. Yeah. So impactful. So yep. all I'd say was good week in Plymouth. I felt like your message was hitting home uh, for us uh, at that location. And it, it really, it really was, it really was great. Um, talk a little bit about how you got to this message. Human like Jesus. Human like Jesus. Um, wanting to, a desire to want to start incorporating the Christmas story yeah. into um, it's obviously Christmas time. So incorporate the Christmas story into the Like Jesus series. Yeah. And so, you know, we we sing it over and over. God incarnate deity. <laughs> yeah. And we, we uh, you know, we sing it nonstop. It's in all of our Christmas songs. Yeah. We sang it on that Sunday. Yeah. Um, and... Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see. Yeah. What are both of those things saying? That Jesus was human. Yeah. And, um, you know, mm. I think I mentioned this one on Sunday. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. What does Emmanuel mean? God with us. Yeah. And so I wanted to talk through that. And we, 
either people are always surprised. I find that people get get surprised when they realize that Jesus didn't begin then. Yeah. We always yep. think that's when Jesus started. Yeah. He started at the birth. He's a baby because that's how everything starts for us. Right. Yeah. Or it was at the um, Immaculate Conception. That's uh, that's when he started. That's when he began. But right. he was uncreated. Yeah. He was at creation. He was right. the word that spoke creation. Hmm. And he became one of us. Yeah. We can't lose sight of that. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of um, a lot of false doctrine stem out of that. That God wasn't. Jesus wasn't fully human when he came yeah. it was you know some mirage because he had did show up in the old testament but he was not he looked like a man but he was not man when he right. appeared in the old testament or the um the idea that he wasn't fully god so mm. he left his godness and became human which is another false doctrine he was right. fully god and fully human fully human which is hard to wrap our head around yeah Really hard to wrap our head around, but I just wanted to worship that. Yeah, so cool. Mm-hmm. And and then too, right? I think if we go back to our conversation last week, we make all these excuses. Well, I'm not like Jesus. I can't do that. I can't yeah. do what Jesus did. And that's not what Scripture teaches. Unfortunately, right? You can, and he was human, which we can talk through that. Elijah was human. Moses was human. Yeah. Peter was human, Paul was human, John was human, hmm. and we are too. And so we have an invitation into um, into a life in the spirit, an invitation into not just existing here, hmm. waiting for heaven, but to experience heaven on earth. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's so good. I love what you just said. We often don't think about it much because we think Jesus, like he's God, like himself, but only he could do what he did on earth, right? Like even for us to uh, pray, we do pray for miracles and stuff like that, but uh, it's it's like, what if, what if we can do that? Like, but we can, I don't know where, but Bible says, we can do much more what Jesus did on earth because he has empowered us to do it. Uh, so I, I like the perspective. Like, yes, we are humans, but we can be more like Jesus. Just the way he lived, we can live to that invitation. Just you said that invitation. We don't, we don't often see it as an invitation. We just see, oh, this is my life. At least like sometimes I feel like, oh, this is my life. I guess like maybe... God has not called me to do it, but at least have that invitation open in your heart that he has called. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's there. Yeah. I think it's really interesting just to think through the concept that like everything Jesus did in his ministry as fully human and fully God, he was doing from the angle of fully human right? He was praying in the spirit. He was, he was doing all these things, proving that as we follow him and and worship in the spirit, pray in the spirit and, and live that life. Like he, he proves that no, this is how, 
you can live honoring to God. This is how you can see the kingdom here on earth. Like I'll show you how. I always think that's that's such an interesting concept. One yeah. thing you said that I thought we shouldn't skip past just in case um just in case people don't catch it, you talk through Jesus being in uh, in the Old Testament. Um, I just thought that we should hit on that a little bit more in case someone listening has never heard that or has never worked through that. Um, yeah, we did a series on it a couple of years ago. What series? Um, I'll have to do my Google Doc. I can't oh, remember what the title wait, was. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. It might have been called a simple Jesus in the Old Testament so simple I, I forgot what it was called <laughs> uh i'll look it up while you continue your thought. I, I i think it was jesus in the old testament so yeah man we weren't very creative on that one but sometimes you just you gotta call it what it is <laughs> this this boy's <laughs> name is tom <laughs> <laughs> jesus he's older than you think that's what we should have um no but just no i just bringing that up as the idea of like that's also such a powerful thought to think through whenever it's like, and an angel of the Lord appeared, but, and we just think a messenger from God, but then you read all the responses and they're always like, Lord, you say, and so, all right, they're not talking to an angel. They're talking to, to God right now, like an angel of the Lord or his son of man. Like, um, I just always think it's, it's so cool to, to think through that. I just remember hearing that and being like, that changes how I, how I read the Old Testament. I never thought about that. So either way, if we skip by and people are like, wait, wait a minute, what what are you talking about? Um, to reread those moments when when a messenger of the Lord appears, you know, to uh to Abraham or, or goes through all those moments to realize like they're they're talking to Jesus before Jesus came to earth. It it is it is crazy. Yeah. No real conversation starter, but sorry, I I'm not listening to you at all. <laughs> <laughs> He's searching. Something's wrong with my. Not only am I not interested in this, my Google Doc, it, nothing's showing up. I I can't remember what it was called. Nothing's showing up. Oh well. I I feel like, I mean, I, sometimes when I feel like it was close, it was forever ago. But no, I remember the. I remember it. Once you said it, I know what the graphic looks like. It was blue. It had triangles in it. Oh, let me search that. Blue with blue. triangles. <laughs> I don't think Google's that powerful yet. Ask oh. Chat AI. Maybe it was trained on our YouTube accounts and it'll, <laughs> it'll pull it up. Uh, you made a, a very funny reference this week of, of the persimmons. Can I... Can I share the story of the, the, um, yeah, the AI thing? Uh, there's, there's just this program that I played around with where you can give it a YouTube link. I don't know if I told you this, Pastor Steven. Nope. Um, you can give it a YouTube link and it'll like try its best to make a highlight. It doesn't always yeah. work very well. Um, but it gives like a summary. And so I, I was like, oh, all right, let's do this as a kick. Let's send, Let's send a sermon through it and see what see what pops up. And so it's supposed to find here's a moment in your sir in your in your video that would be a good little highlight. And so it picked the one where Pastor Nate's talking about the persimmons in the store. 
but the AI was not smart enough to figure out that there was any connection to the persimmon story and the rest of his scripture. <laughs> and so it was like, gave it a, it's like, Hey, I'll score you on how people will engage with this. And, and it says 70% probably. Uh, and its reason was while his, while his passion for the fruit at the grocery store makes it engaging, uh, there is no real connection Perhaps he should have talked about the taste or the texture. <laughs> yeah, it was like there was no real connection to the rest of the video or something. And oh, Bastinate was just like, I bet that's how everyone else was feeling listening <laughs> to this message. I was like, no, it's it's a robot. It can't Everybody well wants enough. to know, where'd you get the persimmons from? I got them from Sam's Club. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Steve Baldiga told me after church that Trader Joe's has them as well. So some supplier... Is, trying to is pushing persimmons. persimmons up here. It's an untapped market. They're right. But they're probably a lot going rotten because nobody knows what they are. Right. Eviler. But um, before I walked off the stage, I prayed, said amen, and Haley said, can I try one of those? Jeremy's wife, can I try one of those? So she's eating it on the stage. She liked it. Yeah, she. Yeah, I bet she would. She, if it was just a big tomato, she probably still would have eaten it. But that's so funny. I I heard a connection and I liked it. And yeah, yeah, good things don't always look the way we expect. Yeah, which is not what I preach, but it's a good idea. <laughs> well, I, I just thought just, the, the I was idea. Just trying to point out as we go through the scripture that you've heard your whole life, let's not forget they were very excited that mm. the Messiah's here. Like, oh my word, the Messiah? <laughs> right. He's finally here. And it was that type of, I just wanted to make that parallel. Um, Jesus in the Old Testament, the sermon series was called There is a Plan. And we, ah. we preached it in March of 2021. Yes. So if you want to go back and listen about Jesus showing up, he was at persecution. He was there That's with right. Abraham. He showed up in the fiery furnace. And then he mm. showed up to the prophet. The big push for that was... Jesus was not a last, last ditch effort after everything else failed. Like it wasn't like yeah. God kept trying something and it was failure after failure. It was no, every step of the way, Jesus was the plan. Yeah. Ah, what a good series. That you was a good it. one. You searched and you found we it. We do you good teaching it. here at Restoration Church. Every now and then. No, I'm just kidding. We did wow. the, the wow. amount of Sometimes we, we talk about persimmons a little too passionately. But <laughs> the amount of things that we've covered over the last 10 years, um, really I'm proud. We not that you know. I think I told I was talking with Pastor Colin last night because I rode with we rode together to the Plymouth location oh, meeting cool. last night. Yeah. And um on the way home. I said something because uh, uh, I'm pre I'm getting it, the um, a group of students ready for next gen takeover preaching. Yeah. So they've done homework assignment one. They're on homework assignment two, and I really like I really like the process I'm using with them this time to help develop them. And anyway, I said to him, I said it was I don't know, but it was a few years as lead pastor before fifty percent of my messages were good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, it takes a little while. I mean, it's not it's not an easy thing, and anybody who thinks they can do it, help yourself. Um, <laughs> it's to, the to, quantity. Yeah, because it you've got it. You're 
it's not like you can come up with a good message one time. I mean, I did that when I was 20. The first good message I preached yeah. when I was 20 years old it was probably three or four years till I had another good one. Right. <laughs> it's just, yeah. there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. I think the the one thing I know we could capitalize on is the idea that um that we had our, our pastor friend, I don't remember which one, so I'm just going to say our pastor friend, talk about the idea of like uh, your favorite meals at home, you don't have to feel guilty about if there's a message that you want to keep bringing your congregation. Yeah, yeah, Jeremy Yancey. Jeremy Yancey, I, I talked through. You know, Why yeah. is it your favorite meal? Well, you had to have had it more than once if it was your favorite meal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has no, which, I mean, we do. We do a Kingdom Builders. I feel like we always do a Just One More Did we message. talk about that, Stephen, on this podcast? Which one? A favorite meal? Yeah. I feel like uh, we might have talked about that two weeks ago. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I don't I listen don't, to it. I if don't I'm remember. Not on it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. There's a lot you don't remember, Stephen. I know. I'm not growing <laughs> Today, old, guys. Today specifically. <laughs> yeah, help us out. I'm just kidding. The um, where I sent them my sermon notes, and I sent them notes for the wrong sermon. And and he, he was ready to go. He was ready to go. He's he like, perfect, even... got it. Let's talk about holy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was confused because it was only one page. And I was like, maybe he he did send it wrong. I sent him my note, notes but... for Christmas Eve service and I haven't finished that message yet. But it's pretty good to, uh, I feel like I'm ahead. Yeah. I got a, pa- a page of notes. At the time and... of recording. Yeah. Yeah, I was in and out of service yesterday because we had a family with the two kids. And they were all over, kind of in the sense like... Helping them. Uh, on the stage, getting back, you know. So oh. we were like, all right. Let's go uh, hang out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, that's fair. That <laughs> is fair. The, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I, I, liked, I liked this week paired with last week too. I feel like you dived in even more. I love when you talked through, we can always use that excuse like, which is always if someone's going through a hard time and you're trying to help them out and they always work through that. Well, you've never been through this. You're never going to understand the struggle that I'm going through. And how much more could you say that about God? Like, I know you're, you're an infinite being. You're not going to understand what it's like. And to, to go through the teaching, like, no, like this all happened and he understands, he sees it. And I thought that was a really big perspective shift of like you can go to God and he's not just there willing to listen and like that know-it-all who's going to provide you the answer like he understands the the hardships and the pains and and he's there with us right with the with being a comforter and being there I think that was just I wish we could get that perspective shift more often that when we go to God he's he doesn't just listen. He he understands now and, and is a part of it. I think that's so cool. Um, yeah, just a great, great shift for us. Yeah, which was, I think there's more than one, but Hebrews 4.15, the high priest of ours understands our weaknesses for he faced all of the same testings we do, hmm. yet he did not sin. I, I'm trying to think if it's that scripture it might be the next one. He helps us. He, Hebrews 2.18, since he himself has gone through suffering and testing, 
He is able to help us when we are being tested. Mm. One of those two scriptures, if I remember right, the Greek word um, is the root word of our English word sympathize. So it's like Mm. sympathizo or whatever the Greek word is. And so he's a high priest who sympathizes with Mm. us. Yeah. And we would just think that God's in his gated community yeah. in heaven and he, he, he'll he sympathize with us once we get there. Yeah. Oh, you made it to heaven? Let me care for you. Yeah. You remember now? Let's go. <laughs> yeah. But no, he sympathizes with us. He cares for us. He helps us. He understands us. Yeah. Why? Like, why do... Uh, Maybe even in in you guys' life before ministry and things like that, have you ever thought about God not understanding you guys, or like how did you work through that? Like, if like if anyone is listening, they might be going through stuff and they might feel like, oh my gosh, I'm praying, like I don't know whether I'll ever be answered, you know, or like going through that. What have you guys done in the in your walk with Christ that you practice even now? I don't know if this is going to answer your question. I think you might've asked me two different questions, but I think of Adam and Eve and God says, Adam, what have you done? And he said, this woman that you gave me. Mm. Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus was never married. He doesn't get me. <laughs> Yo, that's so good. You're in a roll today. My problems. <laughs> um, that's awful. <laughs> I don't have an answer for you, but I have a good bit. I have a little, little joke. Um, I think there's times that we think that God doesn't care. Yeah. Right. If God cared, I wouldn't be any in any pain. Mm. And. I think that's always when we when we go through a season of intense pain. Right. Our thoughts toward God are I was doing what you wanted. Yeah. How I don't understand why you let this happen. I was being obedient to you and this mm. is the outcome. Were, was this a setup God? Did yeah. you trick me? Are you punishing me? Are you and we kind of I think it's pretty normal to ask those questions. I mean, I ask them, but pretty short. Yeah. You know, it's not like I'm stewing on them for weeks. Right. I maybe I just express them as my prayer and then, you know, then I continue right. pr- praying. Like, but God, I'm asking you now to, to move and I'm going to do whatever you ask me to do and, Keep moving forward. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of it, <clears throat> at least in in my observation and in my life too, is we have a tendency and I have a tendency to put my attitude towards things onto God, right? And so for me, someone if someone came to me for help and I give them advice and try and help them through it, then they just ignore it because they tried for like a day and it didn't work out and they moved on. If they come back, right. I'm not God. <laughs> I don't have the grace that he has. I, I, I'm just like, yeah, why don't you try doing the thing? 
like, I'm not talking right now. I'm not, I'm not doing it anymore. Like I, of course it didn't work. He didn't actually do it, but that's not how God responds to us. Like that's not, I'm not sympathizing with the person of, it was actually hard to try. So they didn't make it very far because I don't know the obstacles they were trying to overcome, or I don't know where their mental space was. And so I'm not compassionate. I'm not sympathizing enough by being like, well, I just try harder. I'm, I don't know. And so I put that perspective onto God sometimes and have to realize like, no, he's here with me. He knows, he knows what I don't know about why this is hard for me. And right. he wants to work with me through that even. And I think that's, mm. that's a big, a bigger shift for me. I think more often than not, it was, I don't want to pray for this again because God's going to be sick of my prayers <laughs> because I keep right. asking. And even though there's plenty of scripture, it's like, keep knocking, get, get loud, get desperate. Like, yeah, you know, he will answer. And so I, I don't know if that answers your question, but that's kind of a shift for me is realizing he like that's, he wants to sympathize. He loves that. Oh yeah. Yeah. That answers, I guess, you know, having that patience in the process, I guess it's important to know that he, he still cares for us and loves us no matter what. And it's just, I think sometimes we get into the way thinking, all right, just as you mentioned, um, can I just keep asking? Like, can I just keep yeah. praying for the same thing again and again and again? Like, yeah, sure. Why not, right? Uh, and see the results. It may take 20 years, maybe a month. I, that's all in God's hands. But our right. our thing is to keep praying and knocking the door until it opens. First um, Peter 5, 7, casting all your care upon him, King James mm. Version, casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. For you. Mm. Yeah. And all your cares. Yeah. All of them. The mm. same ones from yesterday. The same ones that your wife doesn't want to hear about. The same ones that you don't <laughs> want to hear about yeah. from your wife. The same ones that you don't want to hear from your kids, but they can cast all of them on him. Yeah. Because he cares for you. He cares for us. He sympathizes with us. He yep. helps us. He understands us. He wants us. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's cool. I feel like we're, I just keep wanting to reminisce about sermons. We're going to keep going through series that the grace series was a big shift for me. That, that'd be my own, like, when we get to recommendations, I think just that grace series, when you talked about the rules-based versus grace, grace-based, was that what it was? Rules-based or relationship-based? Relationship-based. Was that in the grace series? Yeah. Yeah. That sermon series for me was a, was a big shift in my relationship with God, just talking through this exact topic. I think you broke it down in such a way where I finally had language to catch myself. Wait, that's a rules-based view of God. Mm. I need to fix that. Yeah. Um, mm. And I think that's the biggest thing of, of this message too, um, that you, uh, that you went through that I loved. That was really good. I'm in a reminiscent mood of all the things you've taught. <laughs> <laughs> 
sorry. I was now. I'm like, well, what other good sermon series? Did I <laughs> you want to just do a recap? <laughs> recap of the last five years. Um, so he rescues us. Talking about that covert operation. I was re-listening to Mere Christianity, and he talks about that that God sent His Son into enemy-occupied territory to rescue us. Yeah, and he. He, you know, what what we're reading about here. Oh, so cute, Jesus. He's a baby. Yeah. Oh, so wonderful. It is dangerous. It is action-packed. It yeah. is a battle of good and evil. It is Satan. It is, I mean, it is life and death. And he secretly comes in the form of a baby, which the enemy is not expecting. And he's yeah. looking up toward the sky. Yeah. He's like, come on, get ready. We're not going to, we're going to fight him. Get ready for him when he comes back. Meanwhile, Jesus is. He's growing. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's living and he's born. Yeah. Herod, you know, the demonic leader that he was, kills every newborn boy. Again, what's the enemy? Like, wait a minute. Messiah might be here. Kill them all. Kill them all. Kill them yeah. all. God's always one step ahead. Here, go to Egypt. Yeah. And and he's like, okay, I probably got him. Problem solved. Yeah. Right. And next thing you know is just imagine how he felt when um what's the timeline? Was the wedding before the 40 days of fasting? Or was it reverse? I just looked that up. I was I was thinking through the moment being when the spirit of God rested on him. The right, baptism, right? The baptism, spirit of God, and then that's like shoot. <laughs> oh no, he's still here. So yeah, yeah. So it could have been at that moment. So it was the baptism, then the first miracle. I don't know. I can't find how quickly where the temptation was on that. That's right after the baptism. He did not perform any miracles till he had prayed and fasted in the wilderness. So I wonder when Satan figured it out because yeah. it wasn't. So it was baptism, then temptation. temptation he was immediately temptation, led to the wilderness Then watered the wine. So yeah, yeah, it must have been the baptism where all of a sudden heaven, yeah. God speaks and from wherever Satan is and all those demonic angels to like just panic. It would be like when you're in your bedroom doing something wrong and all of a sudden your parents are like, what are you doing? And you're like, <laughs> so here they are thinking they're ruling and reigning. And yeah. then got, then they hear the voice of God echo through the world. Yeah. And, they're, and they were just like, <laughs> um, yeah, like, uh, all points bulletin. <laughs> Every foul demon, please, please come and report to the state of California. We need to have an emergency meeting. And then it's like, did you hear God? Yeah. Did you hear God? Yeah. Why? Why was it? Well, apparently Jesus came. Bill what? said he killed all the babies what? 30 when? years ago. Why did Jesus come? How did he get? Well, apparently he showed up 30 years ago. He's been here for 30 years and nobody knows. <laughs> like, you just like, think about, you ever watched a movie of 
of Hitler when he's in the bunker. Yeah. Like the day, like the, the hours before he yes, dies. Yes, I've seen that like, clip. <laughs> like, just imagine Satan like that. Like, we we did everything. We did everything. We're, yeah. And and they and so then he's like, okay, well, here's our last chance. Uh, I'm not sending you peons. I'll go myself. <laughs> and so here comes this fallen, glorious angel. And there's no introductions. There is no, um, hey, Jesus, I'm not sure if you've heard about me or, excuse me, are, are you Jesus? No, they, they knew each other. Right. Satan was to worship Jesus. And here he is. He was created by Jesus. Yeah. I feel like it's when you're, like when your three-year-old thinks they rule the house. <laughs> no, no, you were created by me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to bow down or yeah. worship you. You'll eat this Cheerios. <laughs> <laughs> the milk I put in it. You will learn to potty in the toilet. I know. I don't. I, you're wrong. I will not change your diapers forever. <laughs> I'm the ruler. Yeah. That does tie back into a really, that is a really cool idea when you talk through uh, you just you just unhinged a part of a part of my brain that still thought Jesus was created at his birth. Like thinking through that moment of the temptation, like, no, they knew each other before because he was back at creation. Like yeah. Jesus yeah. was there. And so that is another very interesting. It's just interesting to think yeah. about and to realize like, yeah, yeah, it was a we meet again. Not this is the first time he's ever had this happen. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Fascinating. Yeah. You That's have fun. a unique way of talking or your vocabulary that people think different. I don't know. It always, you think through most it of the job. time happens. Sometimes I am nervous because I have an idea and that's how, um, <laughs> that's how uh, false doctrines start. <laughs> right. Oh, <boy. laughs> you have a way of talking that makes me just totally turn against the scripture. <laughs> That is not what I meant. I hope the <laughs> listeners uh, understood what I meant. No, no, no. We're just kidding. You made you made perfect sense. <laughs> no, it just it, it's simple, but it's just like oh, that just is thinking true. through things from a different angle. I think that's just because people. I think people hate their. What I feel like is one of my strengths, as I'm not. I don't feel like I'm a great teacher like I, to get up and do a lecture we don't do a lot of lectures here because it's just not my wheelhouse and typically that is a lead pastor like there are so many lead pastors who are like all right let's get together we're gonna do a 42 week lecture series on yeah. this greek word sympathizo and yeah um yeah. and <laughs> but what my one of my giftings is illustrating and then thinking through things just from a just from another angle. Yeah. Um and there's a few movies I like that are like that. I don't I don't want to share one that has bad content. But it's <laughs> like you know, five or six main characters. Well, I'll say one. Lock stock and two smoking barrels. Don't watch it. 
but it's a British it. action movie. It's very violent. I it, I mean, I probably haven't watched it since college. I, yeah. It's probably full of curse words and actually definitely full of curse words. But in that movie, it's like six movies in one. So it's following six different factions and ends. All the stories intertwine to this one moment yeah. where all of a sudden all the stories come together and you're like, bam, oh my word. Yeah. And so yeah. I just like thinking through... So if you see one movie, so think about like a Marvel movie, um, and here you are following whatever you're following Iron Man. Yeah. But what has Ms. Marvel? What has whatever her name is? What has Marvel been doing? Yeah. Like, sorry, yeah. I just showed up right now. I've been saving the universe. Well, imagine if the movie was both things at the same time. Right. So you're showing what Iron Man's doing, you're showing what she's doing over here in Neptune, yeah. and then they come together, merge for this moment to beat Thanos. And I just like thinking it from yeah. other angles and other vantage points. And um, Yeah, it brings a lot more depth and just meaning. And sometimes it can be wrong, and sometimes I'm just saying, well, have you ever thought about this? Like, just place yeah. yourself emotionally, because we don't want to read scripture like it's a recipe book. Right? Yeah. We, we need to think of it as because what are what is a recipe there should be in some anticipation right flour salt eggs oil but it should be like <laughs> we're making a cake yeah we're making a cake although people try and do that and i always skip past the two and a half pages of blog well post. i mean that stuff is so stupid <laughs> um but there's a there should be emotion in it yeah there's emotion that there's life in it. It's not just words on a piece of paper. Right. Jesus is making salvation. Yeah. He, this is a story of how he came to rescue us and save us. We want to have our hearts open to that and not just right. tune out of it. Yeah. If we keep reading just <clears throat> and thinking in the same way, it's like you can make the most amazing things so mundane and miss it completely. Like, mm. Hail the incarnate deity. Yeah. We sing it over and over again. We never stop and think mm. about that. And Instead, so we're like, oh, I'm so bored of this song. We sing it every Christmas. <laughs> Hark the Herald Angels Sing. I'm bored of this song. Yeah. Wait, anything, is there a different song we can do? Why don't we do White Christmas? Well, because I tell you what, White Christmas was not the story right. of what God did for us. And we right. just don't, it's so easy to tune out. To, yeah. Not even think about, oh, that's talking about the incarnation, huh? Mm. I've sung that my whole life. I never even paid attention to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Even the worship songs we sing on Sunday, every once in a while, we'll stop and we'll, we'll like, pull out a line. <laughs> um, during my prayer time yesterday, a song came out, and I thought, maybe we should do that in Next Gen Takeover. But, um, oh, what's the hymn? The one where his family passed away. It is well. It is well. Yeah. And we just like, it is well with my soul, but we we forget the great pain that the guy went through as he mm. wrote that song. Yeah. And then the, the other song, Christmas Bells in the Morning, Christmas Bells, written by that famous American author and poet. Um, I don't know that one. I feel, well, I probably know it if I heard it, but. The, but there's um, a sight and sound movie that came out in the theater last year, Hear the Bells. And it's talking about his story Oh, yeah, yeah. And we never, like, I never knew 
the story and the pain that he went through. So here's this guy. He deeply loves his wife. He's a poet. Um, oh, man, I so wish I could remember the guy's name off the top of my head. Um, Ludlow? No. I'm so... Oh, Lo, uh, Longfellow. Henry Wadsworth oh, Longfellow. Yep. And I'd, I'd watch that movie, Heard the Bells. Very good if you can find it to watch it. But he... He's married. He loves his wife. True story. They've got kids. I mean, he's in love with his wife. He buys her a new dress for Christmas. And because it was whatever, the 1800s, they had real real candles on the Christmas trees and her dress got fu- caught on fire and she she burned alive and he oh tried gosh. to put out the fire but couldn't save her she died and then he like went into a depression as most of us would yeah and didn't write again for years and then yeah. um I can't remember the exact thing but but, but then penned this Christmas carol um I heard the bells on Christmas day they're all familiar girls played that song. And only the words would um, be of peace on earth, goodwill to men. I think so. I've only heard that song a couple times. I meant to do it. I meant to, yeah, I heard the bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play. And wild and sweet, the words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill toward men. And thought how as the day had come, the belfries of all Christendom had rolled along the unbroken song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Till ringing, singing on its way, the world revolved from night to day, a voice, a chime, a chant sublime of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Then from each black, accursed mouth, the cannon thundered in the south, and with the sound, the carols drowned of peace on earth, goodwill toward men. It was as if an earthquake rent the hearthstones of a continent and made forlorn the households born of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And in despair, I bowed my head. There is no peace, peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail with peace on earth, goodwill men and he wrote that in heartbreak yeah and in depression and he began to come alive again remembering christmas and what jesus did so cool it's pretty you should read christmas hymns more often (laughs) we We need that we we, yeah we've got a teenager that's really good He, he comes to youth group he's got a kjv bible and when we have him read the bible it's like a play every time. It's like that's cool. He careth for you. Always have to reread it in NLT. Yeah. <laughs> for those of you, yeah, they just watch Shakespeare and they're like, "What the heck?" That's good. <laughs> what is he oh, saying? Boy. You see him. He if he comes to church, you think he's a twenty-five-year-old, but he's a teenager. Yeah. He comes in a like a sweater vest and a tie and mechanics pants. Like yeah. He, yeah. Yep. That's so anyway. funny. Yeah. I love that. That used to be a big thing. This is just now we're, as we're closing up, right. That was a big part of the early church of like a public reading that was like not performance, but that was part of the yeah. moment. We're going to reread mm-hmm. Paul's letter and I've practiced the inflection that I think he yeah. had. And it's going to be like 
Paul's here speaking to us. And it's kind of a cool, yeah, we should do that sometime. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> we'll, maybe we'll read this on Sunday. <laughs> Let's go. Let's write Let's it down go. for next year at least. Write it down. Perfect. All right. Well, any book recommendations for this topic? Yes. I I want to recommend some autobiographies, which I think I have before. Yep. But I feel like autobiographies are helpful. Mm. Also, just maybe a doctrine book, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. Perfect. Um, Read a doctrine book. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to study the incarnation and to just to truly come to the fact that he was fully God and yeah. fully man to, to wrestle with that. He was divine and us yeah, at the same time, which is part of that miracle and part of how he's able to do it. What only we could do. I'm going to recommend, I heard the, I heard the bells, the sight and sound Christmas movie oh, it was yeah. in theaters last year. Yep. And, um, man, I, yeah, I apologize, but that, that's my recommendation. Yeah. yeah so like some sort of commentary on, on gospel of John would be, would be good. Right. That's the one that opens in the beginning was the word. Yeah. But you but, can find well, yeah. I read in Luke. I read in Luke. One thing would be good is, you know, Luke this Christmas, apostles. maybe just read a portion of Luke chapter two and just read it with your family. Yeah. Read it every day this week, just with new eyes. Yeah. God, help me not to read this like a recipe book, but help me read this as the <laughs> the future cake. Let yeah. me just read it with, man, there is good that's coming from this, good that came I'll, from this. I'll have to find it. <clears throat> Haley and I this year found online and, and we bought it. We've been doing it with our kids. Um, it's like an, yeah, it's an activity book for Christmas called The King is Coming. And it's been really fun. We've done it. It has these little blocks that uh, have all the numbers on it. So you put it, we put it on our mantle. It has all the numbers and there's a star uh, block and an earth block. And so you keep moving the star block towards the earth each day that you're reading. And it goes through a different Bible verse of God wanting to be close, but still being far always ends with, they begin to hope and pray. Will you come back? to be close with us someday. And it kept going. But every time you, you move through, you turn the block and it's like an image of the story. The kids have been really grasping every single one. We're like, what's that? What's the fruit in the first one? She's like, Adam and Eve now following God. All right. What's the, what about this coat here? It's like, Oh, the, the guy who had dreams and, and they're kind of catching on, but it's been really fun because mm-hmm. it's tying in the birth of Jesus throughout the entire scripture. It's been fun to do with our kids. The only problem is we have to do like three days at a time because we keep, we miss it on the weekend. And then we're like, all right, guys, buckle up. We got to get through three devotionals. Um, But it's been a really fun one. So if you have kids and you want to start getting that idea in there, we're hoping to make that a tradition, just reading this book together. And it was called what? The King is Coming. Cool. I believe it's called. It's it's just this little booklet. It's like two pages a day, um, but it's a 25 day devotional. That's kind of teaching. And it's really repetitive, so it's good for the kids. Like every time you end it, they're like, "Why do they keep saying that?" I'm like, "Well, God isn't close to them yet," and uh, it's just been cool. It's a good, it's a well written, well thought awesome. out devotional to do with your kids. All right, good. That's a great recommendation. Sorry to give that when there are six days left of that no, devotional. They can do but... three days every day. <laughs> right <laughs> there, you go. <laughs> 
Yeah, perfect. So yeah, if you're looking at something to do with your kids. Sweet. All right. Well, we didn't talk about this. We probably won't have a podcast uh, next week. Next week, Um, The office will be closed and we have our Christmas Eve message. So we'll catch up. Yeah. Um, We'll catch up the week after. Uh, Just saying that now for all the messages that I get when it doesn't come out at midnight on Wednesday. Right. (laughs) Just (laughs) pre-warning all you guys now. Uh, or maybe we'll find something. Maybe we'll have a, a, a Gagney Family Table podcast episode <laughs> if you guys are down. Um, but yeah, either way. So so we're we're in the air a little bit for next week, but then we'll be in the new year. Yeah, Merry Christmas. There's still some time to invite some people to service. Absolutely. Uh, we're trying to have space for walk-ins. So, you know, if your friend calls you up that day and was like, I want to go to church, don't be like... <laughs> Sorry, it's full. Your right. testimony will have to wait till next year. No, yeah. bring them in. We're trying. That's part of why we do yeah. registrations. If you're coming, register up. We're going to have a great, great time. It'll be fun. All right. Love you guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.